Sometimes, life is yikes. And that's okay. You're not alone. Welcome, Welcome to, to Yikes Land. Hello, and welcome to Yikes Land, our podcast about living with depression and mental illness. We're here with you every Tuesday to talk about some of the issues that we're having, some issues that you might be having, um, and remind each other and remind you that you're not alone. Thanks for being here. I'm here with my host, Jelani Hume. It's time sandwiches, Jelani Hume. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, then what's my nickname? Uh, you are, that, wait, no, it's thin sandwiches and you're yeah, tiny sandwiches. Yeah, mine's tiny sandwiches. That's right. It's Don't take my sandwiches. Sandwich. <laughs> I'm thin sandwiches, guys. Jelani. Smash sandwiches. Uh, yes, the smashed. Yeah. Mine are tiny. Mm, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. And Chris Bunk. <laughs> Um, and we're here with you today, uh, so it's going to be another good day because you're here and we're here. That's right, guys. It's Tuesday and we're here just because it's Tuesday and just because you're here, it makes it a great Tuesday. You've made it here with us and that makes you great. And, uh, you know, keep coming back with us. We want you to keep joining us here on the podcast as we keep discussing depression and keep discussing coping with it and, you know, finding out more about this you know, mental illness and disease together. Um, so, yeah. How are you doing? Uh, the depression monster is totally at my heels um, right now. It kind of feels like it's closing in on me a little bit. It's chasing you down <laughs> yeah. the hall? It's chasing me and it's getting close. Um, but I had a death in the family and then um, a couple other major health issues in the family. Um, recently, so that's been, you know, part of it, part of stress, and I've had family staying with me, um, for the funeral, and so kind of feeling a little bit more responsible for not only everything that happens at work, but then everything that's happening with my family has mm. kind of made me start to feel like I'm suffocating a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm sorry for your loss and condolences to your family and everything like that. But, you know, how have you been, I mean, have you been coping with it? Like, has it, has, I mean, how much has it intensified since you were, had this happen to you? Um, I mean, I, you know, whenever there's an unexpected death, it's always kind of a, like a very visceral reminder that life can be super short and you never know when it will be taken from you and so it's a strange kind of contradiction uh, for people at least for me but probably for a lot of people who are depressed where I like I live a lot of my life sort of trying to convince myself to be alive you know and then it kind of feels like I'm being so ungrateful for the life that I have when other people might have it taken away from them so that's something that I feel like, I feel it, and it's true, but I also feel guilty about it. What have you, uh, during this time, like, what have you found that's helped you cope through this type of situation? Um, I mean, even though being with family can be stressful, uh, it's, it can also be comforting. So that's been, that's been both for me. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that I sleep enough and that I eat enough and sort of 
tell myself that it's okay to do the bare minimum sometimes. Because um, I'm a person that definitely has really high expectations for myself. So I'm always yelling at myself in the back of my head, well, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you doing a better job? And so I have to remind myself that, especially during these times, uh, it's okay to do what I'm considering the bare minimum, which, you know, is actually kind of a lot for a sad person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, going, and this has happened just fairly recently and everything like that, and yeah. you feel like everything's kind of weighing down. I mean, like, have you had, like, any, like, really, like, bad spikes in, in the time since, like, I mean, right before this, you were, you were, you were, again, doing the normalcy, you know, day depression, yeah. day depression, and the day-to-day -day things of just trying to cope with it and trying to keep, you know, strong uh, throughout, you know, dealing with this illness. Um, what was, what did you feel during this period that was, like, your, was the real strong spike of just, like, oh, this is, this is bad, it's getting bad, the health, the weight is getting almost close to unbearable. Um, I think for me, it manifests itself in uh, a little bit of sort of pulling back out of society. Um, so there's part of that where a lot of times I'll get my energy from other people and I like being around other people because once I start to sort of think being happy, it does trick me into being happy to some extent. Uh, but then when the depression gets too bad, even that so you are uh, just, you know, like, it's not even worth it anymore to be around other people because I'm too sad to be around them. Um, so that's been happening. And then uh, a horrifying thing that's happened ever since the Great Depression, where when something traumatic happens, I'll just lose a piece of my memory very suddenly. So I lost uh, something important recently, like a day after uh, I found out about the death because like and I couldn't I remembered everything else about everything surrounding that and it was something I always have with me but I just didn't I had like a blank spot where I couldn't access that memory of like where I had left it or where I had put it and it was scary to me like I know it kind of it doesn't sound like a big deal but to me it was a sign that like oh my god I'm losing my mind like, how do I not have access to, like, just a very specific piece of something that I, like, I have with me all the time and that I remember all the time. Uh, so I was like, oh, boy, I'm really, like, something's not right in my head, even though I've been functioning around the death. Uh, like, something inside is definitely, like, come crashing down. And, and that's, uh, and that's hard thing to deal with. And, and like, when you said you lost your memory, was it like a like a, a long term memory or something short term, like something you, you would remember all the time? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like, it's just like a blank, like a blank spot, almost like uh, it was almost like a blackout, as if I had like drank so much or like been on a drug, but that wasn't the case. It was just like the trauma, like blocking just a part of my memory. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's scary when it feels like there's no explanation other than you were too sad and your brain failed to form a memory. Yeah, I mean, it's, the brain is a, kind of, it's a scary thing, you know, and, and when you have it, you know, when you're dealing with a mental illness, it becomes insurmountable and 
haunted house or corridors <laughs> and doors that lead to nowhere or did lead somewhere at one point and like, nope, it doesn't lead anywhere anymore. The memory is gone. It's put somewhere else. And it's it's hard, you know, to especially when you have a family, you know, passing like that. And so with the passing and like up until now with the, the podcast, I mean, you feel like you're on the, okay, that was the downswing now. Am I coming back, back up towards the, the upswing here? You feel like it's getting a little bit easier day by day or? I don't, uh, I don't know yet. I kind of just feel like I'm wading through water and it's, I don't know sort of where the other, like it's, it feels like it's dark and I'm wading through a marsh and I don't know where the other end is. And I know that like, I'm going to get to land eventually uh, and I can feel the land underneath me. It doesn't feel like everything's slipping away. but it feels like I have to trudge through this for a while and I don't know where the other side is. Um, but I just, you know, I keep, I try to just keep things as normal as possible. Like, you know, wake up, keep going to work, <coughs> make sure that you're eating and stuff like that. Uh, but it's definitely an upsetting feeling to think that you're not, to feel like you're not in control of your own brain and your own memory and stuff like that. Again, that's sorry that you're going through that. Know that you have a lot of people around you, and like you said, supportive people, you know, your family being around you, and you have supportive people in your life too. So I'm sure that's a big factor, as you said, uh, helping you cope and get through it. And I hope everybody out there who will eventually, I mean, eventually this will happen, eventually there will be a giant like thing that will happen in the real world you're coping with the, the mental illness here. We just Hope that you understand it. Uh, as as we are working through it together, I mean, we're all we're all going to have our ups and downs, and yes, this is this is a down, and uh, we do hope that you can find the path and the way to come back on up to a at least a, a level, some level, at least. You know? Level with a regular sad person. <laughs> just regular sad voice. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. We just we just want that like yeah, just sad enough to be you know cool. Uh, for me, uh, it's been a kind of like a mixed bag, right? Okay. So there's been like sharps, sharp drops and spikes, drops and spikes. You know, there was some really cool things that, that you know, fun things that I did recently and had some fun with some friends and, and different things with my family. But then there was like some of that inner turmoil in myself that like kind of spikes back, you know, or not spikes back, but comes down and on me and the weight comes down again and you know personal issues that pop up but I mean I've been doing okay and trying to hold everything together and try to you know take it day by day and you know you know hopefully hopefully kind of keep it steady and uh, not let myself just drop off the face of the earth I mean a lot of good things recently that are happening with like the podcast stuff my mind busy, you know, like again, the launch of the show here, so trying to keep everything stable and hopefully, you know, you guys are checking out like all the stuff that we're dropping and all, you know, our social media pages and I'm trying to keep up with and everything like that. But it's, uh, it's, it's all about me trying to distract myself away from like the, the monster that keeps yelling in my mind, you know, it's like, you know, hey, over here, over here, over <laughs> ignore, ignore the big dark thing in the room, you know? So that's, uh, that's, 
me, it's, it hasn't been like as bad as like for for you. Like I'm sure everything has been uh, really bad. But I mean, you know, hopefully we'll find a way to get you back on to the normal train. I guess <laughs> normal sad train. Normal sad train. Choo choo. Uh, so we're moving along here. Uh, that was kind of our updates of how you doing uh, with recently, and uh, I guess we're going to like a little bit of topic of the week. And this week, uh, you brought up a really good subject of just like why is that the uh, your fresh healthy or your everything you know, that you deal with healthy. Yeah. So um, explain that a little bit. Well, I think um, a lot, and I'm. I'm sure from talking to other people that this is a common experience, um, you know, and maybe you guys have felt it too. Uh, but I, I call it lies my depression tells me. Um, and, you know, we talked before about kind of the critical voice that you have in your head or the, you know, the me voice or the monster. Um, and that monster can kind of warp your sense of reality where bad things seem way worse and good things seem not that good or not that enjoyable. Um, and it kind of creates almost a very lonely alternate reality in your head um, that doesn't necessarily reflect, you know, what everybody else is seeing, um, but is kind of this thing that it, you know, depression will control your understanding of what's happening um, and tell you that, you know, you're worthless or you're not as good as you think and stuff like that. So I think it's important that we examine the lies that our depression tells us and be like, give it a check and be like, is this really how it is? Or am I being overly harsh on myself or, you know, not being forgiving enough? Um, and some things are really bad, you know, like having a family member die is genuinely bad, but then sometimes, you know, losing something is like, uh, like losing a physical object is not the end of the world. And when I lost that thing, it really felt like the end of the world to me. I was like, this is a disaster. I am gone. I am worthless. I am so untrustworthy. Like, how could I let this happen? I'm not in control of my brain. And the people around me were like, no, it's like low key irresponsible, but it's fine. And we're going to move on and just like solve it and replace it. And I was like shocked. I was like, well, what do you mean we're going to just move on? Because in my head, I was like, this is for sure the end of the world. (laughs) And that that's just an example of, you know, it is, it it doesn't make any sense. And it feels almost silly when you say it out loud. uh, But then when it's happening in your head, it's very real. Um, So I think it's important that we kind of examine those together and for ourselves, you know, to act as a check and to make sure that, things that are either solvable or that you can live with even if you can't solve them, that we don't let those become the end of our world. Okay. All right. Um, how would you start this off? So I guess the uh, lie that my depression has been telling me recently uh, is that nobody kind of, this is going to sound really melodramatic, but that like nobody cares or actually likes me, that like they're just pretending and I don't really matter to anyone. And I think that's an easy trap for depressed people to fall into. And it kind of allows you to be like, it allows you to justify suicidal thoughts too. Uh, Because you're like, well, it wouldn't really matter if I disappeared. Wouldn't it be so great 
and everybody else would be fine and they would be happier and they could keep on living without me as a burden. And those aren't the specific thoughts I'm having now, although I've certainly had them in the past. Um, but right now I'm just kind of surprised when people act interested in what I have to say or say things like about me as a person that are complimentary. Um, even with the launch of the podcast, you know, I've had uh, friends come up to me and uh, coworkers come up to me and be like, hey, I listened to your podcast. You know, this thing really resonated with me and meant something to me. I'm excited for the next episode. And normally, and at first, that would feel good. But recently, I'm like almost in a daze where I'm really confused and I accidentally don't thank them. I'm just like, oh. Because in my head, I'm like, but you're worthless, so everything you're doing is bad. So, like, how could it possibly mean anything to anyone? Yeah, I, I think that that is, that is one of the lies that I put in my depression forms, too. Like, especially when doing these, uh, these podcasts where what you're doing uh, is, is lies to me, telling me, like, oh, what you're doing is useless, you're useless, you're, you shouldn't be trying to, like, do something to creative because like you suck at it or this and that and everything you're doing is bad and at the end of the day like it took me a little while to get, get over it because I used to be super over uh, and I think this might be a thing just with podcasters in general but like I, at the same time this is a little just me but in the beginning when this had first started like the whole you know everything uh, I, would, I would go back and just spend like hours editing like an hour long clip of like audio and I would just like dive deep and just like <coughs> edit out certain things that I didn't like and it was like oh it's some dead space here and it's like <laughs> I don't like that and this and that and why did I say that and this and that and after a while it was just like it was kind of going overboard and, and it was eating up so much time and uh, I had to like take a step back and realize that like yeah you know what I mean it's just going to be something that I'm going to have to live with I'm going to have to just let it out there and just like this is what we are right now you know it you know we could upgrade it at some point and look different things but like we don't have that option right now so this is the best i can do at the moment you know and i have to let it go and go out there and even though like after a while too like when like you said like when people compliment me on like oh this, this show is really great or that show is really great or you did a really great job in this or i i really like that show or, or really enjoyed listening to this podcast here and hopefully looking forward to the next one like yeah the voice in the back of my head still like rings out and just like you know oh they're just being nice or oh you know they're just like trying to save face and just like saying like just just saying whatever you want to hear right now, you know, they're not telling you what you really think, they all hate you, and this and that. <laughs> they don't like what you're thinking, but it, it, at the end of the day, like, that's the thing that you got to ignore, I mean, we did, we dissected it, it's like, no, not, not everything you do is bad, you know, and not everything you do is wrong, you know, like, and while our depression lies to us and tells us that, like, yeah, that's, you're bad at doing that, or you're doing that awful, and, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, like, that can't be a thing, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, when we go back and look at, you know, if, if everybody in the world, like, thought the same thing as we were thinking, which, you know, nine times out of ten probably is that, where they all, they all question everything they do and everything they do is bad and something like that, like, this whole world would just be complete, utter, just 
with American and then there are good things as well. Like this world can't exist without like some sort of goodness in it, you know? And while everyone isn't the best at everything, everyone can at least do something at, at a at a good level, you know, at, at an okay level, you know, and it's not everyone's And you don't have to do a perfect job in order yeah. to put things out there. And that's I think why I really love bad movies. Yeah. Because I'm always like, you know, I'll go to a movie theater and pay to watch really good movies, but also to pay to watch really bad movies. Oh, yeah. You know, and everything in between. And I love watching bad movies and I love that they exist. Um, especially even at the, you know, even stuff that like bombs at the box office. Because I'm like, you know what though? A ton of people worked on this. Somebody made this and it got put out there. And I think that's awesome. And that's always kind of been inspirational to me um, as someone who, you know, used to be uh, kind of closer to the film world. Um, but even just in whatever it is that you're trying to produce or put out there is bad movies. Like, always, I'm like, always remember bad movies exist and somebody spent millions of dollars on them. I'm like 10,000 hours. Uh, but it's out there and that's okay. And, you know, that kind of gives me a little bit more courage to be like, not everything that you do or you're like, if you wait to put out, like if you wait to produce until something's perfect, you're never going to produce anything. Yeah. And I know a lot of artists in particular are very critical of themselves. And I definitely feel that too. And I think it's something that gets worse for me when my depression feels worse. Um, but I think, you know, it's bad movies are out there to remind me all the time, like, you know what, putting bad stuff out or imperfect stuff out, that's fine too. And that's cool too. Like that's an inspiration to somebody and that somebody, you know, is often me. Yeah. And I think that can relate to a lot of different aspects of just like, yeah, not only the creative side, but also like, you know, also it does speak to, you know, your things that we tell ourselves inside of our heads, you know, where, yeah, the, the inner voice of the depression just like rings out and says, you know, thing you're doing isn't good or anything you do isn't great or you shouldn't be here like but again there even if you were to do something horribly right even if you made something completely bad right someone out there it's gonna make someone out there enjoy it right someone will enjoy the thing that you have made i mean we it's it's a common occurrence among like bad movies or bad stories or bad this you know like you're saying oh we call it bad but technically it's just you know they're just not done in the style that everyone enjoys, but someone out there will enjoy it, you know. But it even rings true, true in like uh, relationships, right? There's you wait for the perfect person, you're never gonna get like you're never gonna get there, right? But if you can find the one that like just makes you happy and the one that's really good for you, then it's fine, you know. Like for every person who likes to dress up as Mickey Mouse, there's someone who likes to dress up as Minnie Mouse, and then like it works out, you know. And that's how it works out. But it's like, well, these things aren't really, not everyone likes to dress up as Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse together, but hey, you know, there's these one, two people, there they are, and they like each other. And it's like, that's all that really counts. But at the same time, there's people who like The Room. There's the, there's that movie, the, the, really yeah. the, probably the worst movie of all time, The Room, that was millions of dollars sunk into that, and all this time and effort put into it. And at the end of the day, it ended up being like one of the worst movies of all time, this and that. But 
there are thousands of people who love that film, and there are thousands of people who enjoy that film. But is it technically like possibly considered a bad film? But it's but it's it's unabashedly what it is. Yes, it's the thing. Like, uh, if you if you if you really mean something when you put it out, then it sort of becomes impossible for that thing to be embarrassing because you you meant it and you put it out there, and so it's it's genuine even if it's genuinely bad, you know. And that's that's okay. Not everything that we're going to do is going to be perfect or you know a supreme work of art and that's you know I I tell myself now and that's okay uh, but then the other voice tells me that's definitely not okay <laughs> I mean it, and so that's just a battle that you know you're always gonna have to wage yeah, yourself I mean, when you I mean if you look at it technically and everything like that like if you just stand back and take a look at it like your life and everything you do in your life, it you may you may question it, you may think that everything you do is bad and your life isn't worth living because it's not worth anything, it's not worth anybody, and no one likes you around and no one thinks you should be around and everyone hates you because you are around. I, the only thing that matters is that like, you know, are you know not it's your life isn't going to be perfect for everybody, you know, it's not you know, my life can't compare it to yours, your life can't compare it to someone else, but like, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't take everybody to like that life around, but... And even you if know. you affect a lot more people than you realize, um, and you matter to a lot more people than you realize, even people right. that aren't and expressing it now, but, you know, yeah, very yeah. often that's something that it happens where exactly. people only express it when it's too late and you're gone, so... I always try to remind myself, even when it feels like there's no way that anybody could like me, my personality sucks, like everything about me is terrible and they're lying. I'm like, okay, but that like that's what you think now, uh, so but like in, day, in reality, there know, are a lot of people who don't like exactly. You, you know, there are a lot of people who like you being around. We like you being around. You yeah. know, and the people out there who enjoy you know watching us and who want to be with us and and coping with this, you know, again, we want you around as well, you know, you will mean something to us and you mean something to people close to you, you know, and while the lies inside of your heads will say, no, they don't, they're this and that, like, that's, no, that's, that is not true, and you can look at it as a fact of life that maybe some people won't like certain things, or maybe you won't enjoy certain things about your life, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean some, something to someone else, right? Right? You can you cannot feel great about yourself or about your life, but it doesn't mean that your life means nothing to nobody else, you know, around you especially. And think about all the people that, you know, you care about but then would be you'd be really upset if they were gone, but you don't necessarily express it to them every day or sometimes at all, you know, you assume that they know that you like that they've affected you or that they mean something to you or that they taught you something, you assume that they know. But like, you know, sometimes they don't, they don't know and it's something that's not realized until it's, it's too late. So I always try to think about that and remind myself that for all the people that there are that matter to me, that I'm not telling them every day, hey, you matter, hey, you taught me this, you know, there are people out there that feel that way about me. And so that, you know, gives me a reason to keep going even when I can't feel it. 
Um, if anyone can be first, people on that one, like things that are the question arise to us about, like one of the major things that uh, I feel like that are, I get brought a lot into my head where it comes out is like that uh, I'm doing more damage than I think uh, that I'm helping. You know, or, or, you know, I, I, it's it's something where the voice from my head will constantly come back and will constantly say that like, oh, you're just making it worse, or you're just because you're around. Things are getting worse for people, you know, and it's almost like it's it's. I will, and a lot of people might know this, and uh, who who are close to me, where it's like, I will constantly be apologizing, right, or I'll constantly say I'm sorry, or constantly like, uh, you know, or don't want to make a fuss, or constantly don't want to make things like a, a deal, or you know, even simple things, or like, oh, I'll hang out with friends or something like that, and they'll like they'll ask to like, hey, you want a drink? I'll get you a drink, something like that, and I don't want to make a fuss because like, oh, I'm. That's gonna be too. That's too much of a financial burden to you. I can't. I can't be like that. You know, a five dollar drink. Oh God, please don't. I'll, I'll find a way to scrape up the money to do that. You know, or someone will, you know, get me something as a gift, and I'll just feel really bad about it because, like, oh man, they wasted their day to get me this, and like they went and got it, and you know, I feel really bad about that, and they spent money on it, like. Should be spending money on me because I'm just making things worse on people because I'm around and like they're forcing to spend their stuff on me or you know me always have, having to ask for help and I, I it's something that like, I'll keep popping up even though like I know that it's just something that people do and it's just it's things that like everyone cares for one another and we have to be like we work together we 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 have to like each other, we have to love each other because like without that, without putting goodness in the world and like being there for your fellow person as a human being, like we're what are we just monsters or something like that? No, we don't want to be that. You know, we we want to help each other out. We want to do something. That's why I think like for me when I when I say that, I I go the extra length of trying to help other people as well. Where it's like, oh, on the other end, like I'm always trying to help someone. It's like, oh, let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. And it. Turning it back around, it's like, oh God, why do you want to do that for me? No, it's too much of a burden on you. Please, I don't want to be a burden. And I'm always apologizing for it. Like, uh, that's just something that, I don't know, for me, that's one of the big lies that like, constantly pops up that I know that I have to get over, but it just, that's one of the ones that just keeps coming up no matter what. And I think you have to remind yourself that, you know, you're definitely a person, and a lot of people are like this, that it makes you feel you know, better uh, or productive or at least like you have something to do if you're able to help other people and make other people happy. Uh, and so you, you know, sometimes you'll have to remind yourself to let other people do kindness for you because maybe that's helping them in the same way that it helps you where, you know, that makes them feel good or feel more worthy if they're allowed to do something good for you. And I know that's a hard, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, thing to it's remind a hard thing to accept. I will Easy tell for you me that. to tell you, but, um, but you know, that's if you can. The more you can remind yourself to flip the script and be like, okay, but what if I was the somebody else in this? Kind of the more you can neutralize your uh, depression voice or your critical voice and give it a check and see if it's actually realistic or if it's. I think your depression tells you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's again, it's a weird thing we deal with, right? I mean, do you have any others that you want to talk about right now? Or we can save it for another question. Um, I was going to talk about uh, a new thing that I've been trying to oh, for coping. Uh, 
I've been using a depression or mental health app. Oh, good. Yes. Um, which is something that I that was been curious about. There's a couple apps out there. Um, but since I'm not in therapy right now and not able to afford the time or money to go to therapy, it uh, you know, seemed like well, I might as well try this. You know, like what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, and it's based in uh, CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is something that I've done a little bit of before with like workbooks and stuff like that, but never done a deep dive into. Um, but it sort of at its core forces you to question, like I've been saying, question the feelings that you're having and the way that you've been interpreting things, not to invalidate your feelings, but to act as a check like I've been talking about. And so I think that's why, you know, this whole episode and recently I've been feeling uh, a little bit more like being my own therapist. Okay. Um, because when you're using an app, you don't have another person who's sitting there checking things for you. And even between you and I, you know, sometimes when I'm saying my sad stuff, you know, you sort of act as a check for me and be like, hey, you remind me, hey, it's not really like that. It's not like no one cares about you. Like, I'm sorry for the bad things that are happening. And that's helpful. Um, but then it's also helpful to build up your own sort of reserves of uh, ability to act as your own therapist. And so the app has been helping with that where a lot of times when in the past I would have allowed the voice to just like run around and do whatever it wants to and like ravage me and my sense of self. Mm -hmm. I like now am strengthening this other voice that's like, but is that realistic mm -hmm. or is that productive even? You know, when we talk you, about when you said that, just right there, just that moment when she said that, I imagined like an inner voice of you. With like big rimmed glasses that pushes it up, but <laughs> isn't really like that. It just walks in and just like is all like well done and just like all oh, just like the glasses she and she like it. pushes up the rim in the middle of the novel. Just like, but I mean, this is it like that? And I was just like, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, and this, so this app you've been using, I mean, how long have you been using it for? Um, I've been using it for a couple weeks now, uh, not every day um it encourages you to check in um you know and it'll give you a little notification if you don't pay attention to it which is helpful um and i was going to say i don't use it as often as i should but i'm not even going to say that because i am using it at all and i think that's a good thing you know okay. and i'm not going to i really wanted to sit here and criticize myself for not putting more work into this therapy app but I feel like that's maybe the opposite of how, yeah, how I should think about it. <laughs> so I'm catching myself here and not going to say that. Um, but, it, you know, it's been helpful and it doesn't solve everything, but it sort of is just another little reminder of a different way of looking at things that doesn't make me so miserable. Because as long as you can, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, you can think about things however the fuck you want to think about them. So when we're talking about lies, our depression tells us, you know, you also have every right to make up other lies, you know, and, and they're not necessarily actually lies, but like other stories, you know, because lies, our depression tells us it's like, they're more like stories. Our depression tells us stories about how we're worthless and how everything that we're putting out is bad or people don't care about us. Or like you were saying, 
you know, we're not worthy of people's kindness and attention. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if that's true or not. You know, it's not like I, I know that your friends want to be kind to you and that it makes them feel good. And I can tell you that all day. I can tell you that's the truth. But because of your depression, you are not able to ever fully believe me. But you are able to look at it and be like, here's one story. I'm not worthy. And then here's another story. I am worth it. And even though neither one of those, like it, like it doesn't matter which one of those is true. It matters as long as you're not hurting other people, which one of those makes you feel okay, if that makes sense. Um, because I, I guess what I'm saying is our concept of what is and isn't a lie is really skewed because of the depression. Because the lie, you know, the lies our depression tells us, we're not able to acknowledge that those are lies. Even when I'm saying out loud, like, I'm pretty sure some people care about me and that I should be alive. I don't believe it. I'm saying it to you as if I believe it, but I don't believe it. But like, then I can fully come up with a different story that I also don't totally believe just to fight that other one, you know? It's, it's... This is it's a crazy thing because it's almost like that riddle with like oh you got computers and they're asking you the question <laughs> one's lying one's telling the truth and at the end of the day you're like oh I don't know I'm just gonna open the door <laughs> you know? yeah exactly and you know it it yeah it's uh, so you've been using this this app for a couple weeks where are you on the recommendation scale of it at this moment um I think it is it has been helpful to me um it doesn't take the place of talking to, you know, a therapist in person. Um, just a person. No. Yeah. If I had the opportunity, I would use the app in addition to other workbooks and other therapy. Because um, I think sort of, like I was saying before, the more sources that I can get positive feedback from, the better I can fight off the bad things that I think about myself. Um, just like drown out the bad voice with other voices. <laughs> Um, but I do, uh, I do think that it's been helping me at this time in my life. And I know for a lot of people, if you're really critically depressed, you can't even bring yourself to question the things that you're thinking. They just become your reality. The lies your depression tells you are just real and they're real to you. Uh, and that's, you know, been the case for me during the great depression where like, there was no way that an app was ever going to help me believe that, like, I should be alive. I was just, like, definitely going to think I shouldn't be alive for a long time. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm kind of, I have my head above water enough that, you know, that's been something that's uh, been helpful for me. So I, I do recommend that, you know, people at least, like, take a look out there, you know, look into the resources that you have that are free, even if can't afford to be therapy right now and there you know there is uh there are mental health care options out there for you um you know even if you can you're thinking oh a therapist that's what fancy people get like I can't afford one there are options for you out there uh, but for me it's also partly a time thing and so that's why an app is easier than going into an office yeah I totally understand that again like whatever you guys can find out there as 
outlet or a way to just at least talk about it. And, you know, I mean, this is like kind of like our thing here where it's like, hey, we want an avenue to talk about it more, right? And we are talking about it more now. And I feel like with, even though, like, the, well, right now it's a lot of physical friends and stuff like that, but it's gotten them talking about it a little bit more. And um, I'm really enjoying that. You know, that's the whole goal of this podcast. The podcast's goal is to just get it humanized, get people talking about it more, um, and hopefully that, like, aids in some way, you know, because while we can do whatever we, you know, we can here on the podcast to let you know that, you know, where we are, how we're doing, and hopefully show you our kind of, I mean, uh, one of the big goals of this podcast, like future home goal, hopefully see us get a trend, keep doing a nice trend upward to like culpability with this, you know, mental illness we deal with, but that's like, that's a high and high bar to hit, you know, and that's something that like hopefully we'll see what happens, but at the end of the day, right now, the thing we're interested in is just talking about it, that's all it is, it's the one of the basic things, you know, one of the first things you learn, I guess, you know, when you're younger is like, you know, talking about it, talking about it, talking, you know, and saying things like this. So it, hopefully we can start a dialogue with it and you can continue to keep talking about it. And maybe one day that talking about it will lead to something else, you know, something better. You never know. Hearing, you know, hearing other people talk about their depression or even, you know, mention it casually in passing um, as a result of, like, them listening to the podcast uh, has been really powerful for me because, you know, I've heard people that I did not realize uh, struggled with depression saying, like, this meant something to me. Um, and even if they don't, you know, go out there and talk about their depression all the time like we do. Uh, that can be really helpful because it's like you're looking at people that you always thought were like quote unquote normal and therefore quote unquote better than you for not being sad. They experience these things too. And you yeah. it's it's okay. It sucks, but it's it's okay. It's not a moral failing of yours for feeling sad or for temporarily believing these lies that your depression helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's something we want. Yeah, we want. To- you want to reach that goal where it's like, yeah, this isn't something that's just gonna, it's not something you can get rid of overnight, and it's not something that you, you may never get rid of, but at the end of the day, it's about living with it, and it's about being able to live to the next, you know, day, to the next Tuesday, if you will, here on the podcast, you know? Living in Yikes Land, it's not pretty, but you can always try your hardest to get through it, you know? So, that's what we do, and that's what we try to do, right? I mean, I guess that's all we can do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good stopping point here for this podcast here. I mean, thank you guys so much for, you know, joining us on the podcast. You guys can, you know, uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or topics, uh, you know, if you, want, if you guys want to send us, uh, where, where do they find us, Chris? Where do they, where do they go? You can talk to us on Twitter at Yikesland, on Facebook at Yikesland, on Instagram at Yikesland mm-hmm. underscore podcast. Or email us at yikesland at gmail.com. That underscore hurts me every time. Every time. We got everything except that. Um, And if you guys are feeling like you are in a really dark place and you need somebody to talk to, um, I recommend that you give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a call. Uh, It 
is totally free. It's confidential. You can call them as many times as you need to, and someone will be there to answer you at any time of day or night. And that is at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Because no matter how bad things seem, you know, you might feel bad for a day, and you might feel bad for a year, but there is always hope. And so we want to make sure that you are here another day with us and another week with us. Um, so I think, you know, even for me right now, when I'm feeling pretty hopeless, uh, I have to remind myself that I'm not, I'm not alone and you're not alone. That's what we want. And as long as you're talking to somebody, as long as you can try to talk to someone, again, if you can't, if you don't have anybody around you or anything like that, like, again, send us, send us a message, you know, we'll, we'll be coming to talk to you. You know, just, you know, make sure that you guys aren't getting lost in the storm that, you know, the, this mental illness. And we don't want you to be another person that fades away. You know, we want you here with us every Tuesday because it's Tuesday and Tuesday next land with you here, that makes it great. So this has been your host, Glenn Hill, one of those. Chris Tom. And, uh, yeah, get out there and, uh. Hopefully you guys enjoy uh, the view from like the X-Files. <laughs>